Ready, set, imagine. Welcome back to the Creative Poison Podcast, our second month of podcasting in our very first November that we share with all of our creative beings out there waiting to connect the dots of their imagination with us to create, recreate, shape, or redesign the life we are leading, which is indeed an exceptional work of art. I'm David James Parr. I'm a playwright, novelist, and screenwriter, and for this month, I'm also happy and proud to be the host of this podcast alongside the creative directors, Daniela Pavan and Tommaso Cartier. Hi. Hello, everyone. When I first heard about the Creative Poison podcast and editorial line, I was immediately hooked, being a creator and storyteller myself and challenging myself every day to keep creativity and imagination at the very center of my own world, both professionally and personally. I love this connect the dots approach because imagination and innovation are so closely intertwined and we can so easily lose the thread of our own creativity with everything else we have to deal with in our worlds. I think this podcast is a much needed breath of air for anybody out there struggling to keep their imagination alive in this world where we so often are sucked into the materialistic expectation of things, the seemingly endless details of bills and our self-sabotaging mechanisms. Let there be light, and there was light. It is written in one of the most popular, successful, copied, and studied books in history. Can you guess it? The Bible. Now, I haven't read the Bible in many, many, many years, um, but I'm just using this quote to introduce you the topic of this month and how it is linked to the theme of creativity, enlightenment. Or to quote Shakespeare's Romeo, what light through yonder window breaks. Those words from the Bible, the book of Genesis, which are actually almost the same in any holy book and in any religion's Genesis, express in a poetic and very visual way an essential creative process to bring something to the light out of the darkness. This is true of all creations. When you birth an idea, when you bring to the light a child, when you light up the stage of a theater and you give light to your creation for everybody to see it, when you stand up under the spotlight to pitch your business idea that you've been working so hard on. This is what we want to explore on our four episodes of the November podcast, trying to understand how important light is in any creative process, but also how important and fundamental darkness is, meaning everything that happens in the dark before an idea, before our project is out into the light. To quote a literary heroine of mine, Margaret Atwood, in her rediscovered dystopian novel, The Handmaid's Tale, I believe there can be no light without shadow, no shadow unless there is also light. With our Creative Bridge episode, Daniela will bring us on a journey to understand how crucial the theme of enlightenment is in any business field, because it can still be true that time is money, creativity is also money. But to be creative and bring a project to its maximum brightness, you need to take your time in the dark to birth it, like a child who needs his full nine months to come out into the world. I believe that Daniela could give us some useful tools and insights on how to manage the expectations of the modern mass media culture that pushes us to constantly be overexposed and balance it with the perks of underexposure. And then with Tommaso, with the Creative Being episode, he will dive more into the cultural and iconographic aspects of the Enlightenment theme by discussing how light is and was interpreted in the history of art and literature, as well as in the contemporary entertainment pop culture that we are living in today. Mm-hmm. And please stay tuned for our creative interview, where we are going to feature the work of an extraordinary eclectic artist that is bringing study in the use of light to the next level. But I will keep you in the dark about that for now. And now I want to leave the mic to the creative directors of Creative Poison, Tommaso and Daniela. Well, thank you so much, David, for this exquisite introduction. We are so excited to have you here with us for the November series, 
as we and Daniela are both big theater and movie fanatics. Great. So to have the chance to discuss these topics with a true artistic creator and top-notch playwright like you, David, it is indeed an honor for us. And an honor for me. Welcome. So first of all, then I want to introduce you, David, to all of our audience and give them a little bit of your many accomplishments. So writer David Jim Spire is the author of the novels Violet Peaks and Beauty Marks, as well as the collection How to Survive Overwhelming Loss and Loneliness in Five Easy Steps, The Stories. His title story, How to Survive Overwhelming Loss and Loneliness in Five Easy Steps, was chosen by Michael Cunningham, the author of The Hours, as one of the top 10 stories in the Tennessee Williams Fiction Contest, and is included in the anthology The Best Gay Stories of 2017. David's story, Mara Hari, was also selected in 2015 as one of the winners of the Tennessee Williams Fiction Contest. David's plays, Slap and Tickle, I'll Be Damned and Pluto is Listening, have been produced all across the U.S., including Chicago, Dallas, New York, Provincetown, and St. Petersburg. And his play, Mimi, at the 44 Parole, is a semi-finalist in the Austin Film Festival's 2019 playwriting competition. His fiction has appeared in Saints, Sinners, Mosaic, and Feminisms. And his play, Eleanor Rigby's Waiting, was made into a film which premiered at the 2019 Manhattan Film Festival winning Best Independent Feature. And I was actually there to witness uh, this accomplishment of David. Oh, wow. wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> wow, David, really, this sounds so amazing. I love it. Thank you. And I'm so happy to have you on board with us on this special month dedicated to the Enlightenment theme. A creator and a creative like you couldn't be a better fit for our creative poison uh, philosophy. So talking about the process of coming to the light, before I present to our audience my specific business angle on this topic, as Tommaso said, I am a huge theater fan and actually yeah. I also do a little bit of acting myself. Fantastic. <laughs> so I wanted to take this chance to ask a professional, what happens in the darkness of a creative process behind the scenes of a theater piece and uh, if you can tell us how you interpret light and enlightenment in your work. Ooh, okay. Um, well, I think every creative process starts in the dark. Yeah. Uh, whether it's a play, a book, a story, because it starts in the mind of the creator. Yeah. Um, and you start to hear these voices in your head and then they start to come to life. And then with something like a play, you get to collaborate with other artists, actors like yourself, uh, directors, lighting designers, um, costume designers, whole crew of talented people to bring yes. your story, your fictional story into the real world. Um, something in particular, a play of mine, Slap and Tickle, uh, had the tagline, what happens in the dark stays in the dark. Uh, and the theme of the play, it was essentially monologues that were delivered uh, in the darkness of the theater of stories that would ordinarily not be told but because they had the safety and the sanctuary of this theater, of this darkness, um, it illuminated these moments for that moment in time. Uh, and it was a beautiful thing to watch. Wow, David, this is all very inspiring. So, like Tommaso was saying, and taking inspiration from your words, uh, the dichotomy between light and darkness is at the core of any creative process. 
and it is true that everything that we do on our sleepless night at the office or at our desk preparing to bring a project to the light is an important time that can be perceived as slow but that in its timing hides the secret of its success secrets are always in the dark (laughs) (laughs) as for me uh, for the business developer that i am I deeply understand this constant pressure uh, to be under the spotlight, networking and presenting projects uh, every day. And uh, I often have to remind myself that sometimes quietness, reflection and the natural way of processing an idea is what it, it will make it stand out. So when we think of the word enlightenment, we also refer to an historical moment that is actually the forerunner of our modern industrial society. The era that supposedly uh, freed us from the medieval dark ages, the so-called age of reason. The Principia Mathematica of Isaac Newton is considered the first enlightenment book where he actually studies the form and essence of light and the entire era was marked by an emphasis of the scientific method religious orthodoxy, all centered on reason as the primary source of knowledge, advancing ideals like liberty, progress, constitutional government, and so on and so forth. One of the thinkers at the base of enlightenment was the philosopher Descartes, whose most famous quote is, I think, therefore I am. The sentence encapsulates decades of rational thinking, that we bring in our structured business life of today. And uh, David, do you do you know about Descartes and what is uh, your opinion on this? Does does this sound like uh, enlightenment to you? It's uh, interesting that um, the Sir Isaac Newton uh, enlightenment stuff. The first book that I remember reading as a kid uh, was given to me by my mom, and it was a, a children's book, uh, but it was called Light, and it was about oh, Sir nice. Isaac Newton. Yeah. Um, I still have it, actually. Oh, wonderful. Um, and I know that quote that I think, therefore I am. And yeah. I think a lot of writers think, I write, therefore I am. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if you should use too much rational thought in your creativity. I think sometimes irrational thought can be useful, too. Um, so yeah. I don't know about the yeah. scientific approach. I think it could work both ways. Mm-hmm. I think it's a balance. Yeah, yeah definitely. So I guess that the assumption with the era of enlightenment is that the medieval age was the dark ages, like it's commonly referred to. And I do believe that still today we tend to necessarily disregard or ignore or exercise anything that stays in the dark, because of course that also brings with it the idea of danger or fear or scary bedtime stories. It's also true that darkness is the only way to see the light. It is by the contrast that we can actually see things like we see the stars at night. So should we recuperate the power of those so-called dark ages? And could that be fruitful also in our business life? What do you think of this, Tomaso? Well, first of all... I can see your thinking. (laughs) I am an absolute fan of the medieval ages. I would just say that. Why? We know you, so we know you love those times. Of course, of course. Dark ages. Actually, not that dark. Because 
I love that for the richness of the culture, the folklore and the esotericisms. In the torture. Yeah, the torture. I know. Like, I understand that that point of view. But like, I think like torture was part of like any era of human beings, unfortunately. True. Just like, of course, like from the medieval ages, like we took that and we maximized it as that was everything about the medieval mm. ages. Was it? With actually, it wasn't. Because, like, it was also, like, a time where people were operating magic and it was a powerful tool for human beings that we completely forgot about. I actually believe that that was such an era for the enlightenment of our culture. But it was, of course, more focused on the humanistic, holistic, spiritual, and therefore also feminine energy, regardless of the gender. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, when we talk magic, I'm not referring to witchcraft, but actually to the power to influence events in a certain way through the tool of imagination, which is actually what, the, you know, the witch's culture was all about. So, all of the magical rituals have their basis also in the drawing of images to access to the source of power. I don't know if you, David, are familiar so with that. They use drawings as, as the source of their magic? Yeah, well, basically, if you study the magic, the magic books... Part of, of that is about like uh, invocation, incantations, and uh, like the, the right. verbiage of the enchantments. But also a big part of that is also about figures, symbols, and drawings oh. that you should do before uh, you know you operate a, a specific ritual. So uh, those drawings were portals, and also the saints' icon have the same function. Actually, that's why people pray in front of icons and statues. So basically to stimulate our imagination in order that we can break through with our being the barriers of this material uh, world and, and get, you know, um, a glimpse into what is the supernatural world. So that was the link. The image, the image uh, leads you to think of what could be in uh, the spiritual world. I know it's a little bit complicated, but it's like also part of... So it's um, more visual. It's more, it's more visual, yes. So that's actually about, like, you know, stimulate our creativity and imagination to access, you know, things that we cannot see. So I would say, like, for example, what is invisible that so stays in the dark? Is it really invisible or it is simply because we can't see it with our limited senses? You know, actually, it was studied by science that there are some vibrational waves of light that our eye cannot detect. We are talking about the infrared and ultraviolet um, wave of lights. That doesn't mean that on those vibrational levels there is nothing or there is darkness, but we can physically see it and, and basically that's all. Mm -hmm. So going back to Isaac Newton, like he discovered basically that the entire universe is made of light, that we are made of light, and everything created moves in waves of light, like the same waves and vibration of the musical scales, and even there, some sounds are not audible to us, but uh, to some animals, yes. Like, for example, cats, like they can see in the dark. And bats. And bats as well. Yeah. So, go back to the medieval age and the so-called witches. Most of the time, they were simply highly spiritual, intelligent human beings that could comprehend the magic of nature and its cycles. So, they mastered this knowledge and could expand their senses also through the rituals, to see even better, to be even more enlightened, I would say, to see in the dark, like the cats, which is a symbol of the witches, right? right? So therefore, I do value what I don't see as much as if not even more than what I see. And I would love to explore this topic even more in my Creative Being episode, hoping that I made a good point about it now. But I know that it's intricate, intricate so I will just mm -hmm. kind of like 
leave that for my creative being episode because I totally believe that I am and therefore I think. <laughs> <laughs> I really love all this imagery. Actually, it's the same thing when you light up a stage or you see a movie in a theater in the dark. And actually, during the rehearsal process, the actors on stage have to imagine this whole world that's not really around them. So it's all these yeah. things that you can see right. and things that right. you can't see. Exactly. The magic is there because we merge ourselves in a, a dream state, which requires dark and a temporary stop of our physiological activities, like when we sleep. World symbols and images light up for us in our dreams, like in a movie or on a stage. Well, this seems like quite a dilemma between thinking and being, between dark and light. But I think it is also true that this is the relationship that a creation can express its beauty. It is always about balance. Yeah. Daniela, you have a big background in design and art as well, right? That you often put into your work of being a bridge builder and a business developer. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? How can we maintain a balance between the duality, dark, light, slow, fast, visible, invisible? I would say online, offline as well. To speak the virtual language of today. Yeah, I believe that a balance needs to be found and put into practice in the most effective way. And certainly any idea for a project cannot be birthed out of the blue, as well as any creative dream that we oversee for ourselves. I think to start with the mythology and uh, the world of fables come, come in handy as examples. Uh, being necessarily too much overexposed and always online could actually run against us. In the Greek myth of Daedalus, for example, and his son Icarus, they were trapped in the labyrinth of the Minotaurs. I remember this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Daedalus constructed two pairs of waxed wings for them to escape. As they were flying away, uh, Daedalus warned Icarus not to fly too close to the sun, otherwise his wings would have melted. He didn't listen and uh, he died. So, the moral of this story is of course that we, we should not want to reach for the stars if we are not prepared for them, if our wings are not too strong enough. So maybe if Icarus wanted to reach for the light of the sun, he should have spent more time in the labyrinth building, building up, you know, some stronger wings. So the, the, the takeaway from this is take your time, allow yourself to be slow, but keep on being constantly productive, even if you are not under the spotlight. Staying invisible until ready is really a big perk, also in business, as long as you keep on being productive. It is also actually one of the principles of the Ikigai that I studied and researched. Are you familiar with the concept of the Ikigai, David? I'm not. Ikigai? Yeah, Ikigai. No, but uh, talking about this idea of uh, staying invisible, I was thinking uh, how writers are so afraid sometimes to show their work yeah. um, to someone so it stays you know, trapped in their computer or wherever on a piece of paper. Um, and I think the way to get over that fear is to remember that no one has to read it, it's yours. Mm -hmm. And if you don't show it to someone, you can just throw it away, it never existed. So you have the power over your piece. I yeah. love it. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. 
and it's a, it's really a cool insight and which actually connects also very well with the concept of the ikigai which is the japanese philosophy for happiness and the, it helps uh, you know you find uh, what you are secretly ingredient for a happy and fulfilled life is mm. so the ikigai is the intersection of what you love what the world needs what you're good at and what you can get paid for and to light uh, your ikigai just to stay um, in the light thing yes <laughs> first of all you have to get clear of what you really want on what your purpose is so fear is the number one reason that keeps people from living in their purpose and we went through this uh topic and concept also during our uh, October um, right. episodes. Yeah, transformation. Yes, mm -hmm. because to achieve, you know, your purpose, you have to plan, but also to act. And fear sometimes keeps you from taking uh, even the first step on living according to your life purpose and keeps you stuck to the planning phase. So my point here is, Take your time in the dark to first build up the certainty about who you really are and what you really want to be as a creator and a master of your destiny before going out in the light, before pressing send, post or like. That's really interesting, especially for a writer, because often you, you struggle with doing the creative work itself and then you also have to promote it. So you do all this stuff that's private and intimate, right. and then yeah. you have to take it into this public sphere. So this going out with confidence, right. I, I think is a really good message, yeah. very helpful. Yes. Yeah. I mean, writers are so afraid to show their work and at the same time, you need to put your work out there. Otherwise there's no reason for it. You're just working in a vacuum. Yeah. Um, so to get past this fear, to go forward with confidence, I think that's the, the bridge between this fictional world and the, the real world. Right, right. Well, guys, I can't wait to follow your next episodes because this theme is really so multi-layered and intricate. <laughs> I definitely would want to spend more time with you elaborating on it. Thank so before you. thanking yeah. you all for <laughs> listening to our briefing, I remind you that The Creative Bridge with Daniela is coming up next Wednesday. Yes. And Tommaso's Creative Being the following week. Absolutely. Plus, of course, stay creatively tuned for the surprising interview, which will close our Enlightenment series. We will be presenting an incredible and influential artist. Hmm. Can't say too much about it yet, but this person has been called the master of light. So we just can't wait to reveal it. And we're I, very excited to come. Yeah, yeah. It's a, an incredible catch that yes. we got. Yeah, yes. yep, yep, You yep. found your ikigai. We found our ikigai. Our light. We light our ikigai. Yes. <laughs> I remind you all to follow Creative Poison on social media at, at creativepoise underscore on. Also, you can follow us on our website, www.creativepoisen.com. And also, please follow David and all of the updates on his works at www.davidjamespot.com. And actually, David, before we leave this briefing, I wanted to ask you, like, what's, what's up like in the next you know, into next month for you and then upcoming months. What are the projects that you're working on? Uh, I've got a bunch of things going on. I'm heading to Austin soon for oh, really? the uh, wow. Austin Film Festival right. where my play Mimi at the 44th Parallel is in competition. And oh. I also get to meet a lot of other artists and yeah. writers. And... Well, good luck with that. Thank you. Yes. And do you have any other projects like in the works? 
or they're hiding the dark. I also have a secret, <laughs> um, a secret project that will be coming into the light very soon, I hope. Mm. Uh, probably opening next September. Wow, okay. can't wait to know more about that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to tell you. So we'd say start connecting your polka dots and let creativity and imagination be with you always. Ready, Ready set, set, imagine. imagine.